The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. All right, everybody, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. We're talking about people in the trenches. Okay, I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group. We have five agencies. We're looking for more agencies. We're looking to build or buy agencies that make sense for brands. We want to be the independent agency home for brands searching for solutions. So again, super proud of the Harkey Group. Go check out, you know, we got Matter Films. We got OH Partners. We got all these specialized and full service agencies in our little group. We're independent. We have no private equity. We have no public money. We, we are indie to the max. So let's get into it. So I'm super excited. We got Will Hare, who is the co-founder and CEO at Bellavix, which is a top 25 Amazon certified advertising agencies, which helps brands scale their business through an omni-channel approach. Yesterday, Will and I talked about how you build and should be thinking about your Amazon strategy. And today, we're going to talk about what brands are succeeding on Amazon. We're going to get into real case studies. Okay, here's my conversation. Conversation number two with Will Hare, co-founder and CEO of Bellavix. All right, what's up, brother? Let's, we're going to jump right into it. Everyone saw you from last episode. Uh, what brands are doing it well on Amazon and why? Excellent. Beautiful. So, I mean, a couple reasons. So I'll call like Instapot is a darling of Amazon. Uh, they were like the uh, Cinderella story of uh, early Prime Day. Uh, the Cinderella story, really? Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? From the Remember that from uh, Caddyshack? That's the best. That was the best character ever. Sorry, Cinderella story. I love it. Okay, it's a pot. I, I got ADD, but keep going. Bill Murray, classic. Uh, always welcome anytime. Uh, and we could say that for future podcasts. Interrupt me with Bill Murray's anytime. Okay. Okay, go, go, go. Instapot. I have an Instapot yeah. and I bought it on Amazon. So it makes and, sense. Uh, and a lot of people had a lot of it came down to like their ability to work within media, their ability to have a strong presence. The name is synonymous with uh, pressure cookers. A lot of people don't call them pressure cookers. They search for Instapot. So that's an example of a brand. And I'll kind of go into a little bit of like... What do you mean they, when you say they knew how to work with, with the media well? Do they have the right media budget and strategy? Exactly. So not only were they in-depth with influencers across the board, they got play on like Good Morning America and the different uh, major media outlets. But they, you know, we were a part of their uh, their Prime Day rollout in 2021. We introduced the air purifier line along the same time while also their general Prime Day cat strategy for their, their products on the catalog. And um, a lot of what drove success was not only what we were doing on Amazon, but their ability to work with the media, their ability to get a lot of publicity, their ability to get a lot of influencers on a lot of different platforms talking about their products. Uh, and a lot of that rollout happened 
months before the holiday. The for a company like that, the amount of manpower that goes into something like that is is insane. Uh, and a lot of brands uh, listening to this podcast might not have those resources, but that's you know that's what it takes to move a significant amount of product, millions of dollars of product in a day. Okay, this is awesome. I hope people are freaking listening to this shit. PR is completely underrated. I couldn't agree with you more. And every brand should be doing PR at some level, I think. And influencers, of course, that's not going anywhere. So I love hearing that part of the reason of their success was leveraging PR and influencers, as well as doing the blocking and tackling inside the Amazon channel. I think that's what I'm hearing from you. Could you give us any sort of sense of scale of them? And I know they've done a good job in terms of like store shelving as well. I think actual brick and mortar retail is a huge missed opportunity for brands. And it's everything. Great marketing is a culmination of all the little things kind of working together to create as much eyeballs and scale as you can. So you're just freaking everywhere because you you need to... And and that's what we were. You know, like if, if we want to talk about the rollout strategies, I can't I can't share the amount. I have NDAs, so like I can't I can't tell you how much we made and how much they made. I'm not sure. We don't work with them anymore, so I'm not sure what they would be comfortable with us sharing. But what I what I how big is I mean, is there public? Are they are they a public traded company? I mean, how big of a brand are they? Like, I mean, just just a sense of how big of a brand they are scale wise, and maybe even percentage of share of the marketplace. Generally, not what you're. You could probably comfortably do that. Nine, uh, Eighty to ninety percent of the market, and they're neck and neck with like Ninja. The fact that it's Instapot is so now they really strong market share. Okay, and it's a Super completely helpful. different beast in terms of strategy. Like I said, I'm not sure how relevant it would be. How many Band Aid executives are listening to this, for example, on a smaller scale, like Derma E and Think Brands? They're part of a, a private equity company that works with us. We're really fortunate to manage. Some of their accounts, they're large, they're they're nationally distributed brand, and they have strong sales on Amazon, and they also do it right. So they have a really good balance of influencer marketing. You can hear kind of a, a theme, but also with their influencers and what they do really well. We have a supplement company that leverages this strategy too, is there a lot of their products are doctor endorsed. A lot of it's focused on natural beauty, but automatically having that endorsement from a PhD, they work with several influencers who are in the cosmetology world, dermatologist. And like that, uh, not only are they big brands, but that automatically lends itself to some validation, makes it easier to move products. Having those videos are really powerful on Amazon as well as off of Amazon. And then, you know, not only is their influencer strategy going really well, but we're able to advertise, you know, the full funnel. So we're getting people in market and we're getting people who haven't been exposed to the brand us working directly with Amazon, we know that, for example, the average customer is going to make three to four purchases in a year. So we could somewhat measure lifetime value. And then from mm-hmm. there, we could construct more uh, focused advertising budgets that don't allow us to only focus on the bottom of the funnel. It allows us to do mid and even some upper funnel. We're doing some video content. We're going to be working on some Amazon ads that show up on the Fire Stick TV. And this is a brand that we've taken from uh, we're a little over three years working with the brand. So a brand that was just doing pay-per-click and they were cannibalizing themselves. And they're like, we're stagnant. What do we do? And then three years later, it's a completely different story. And a lot of it has to do with like putting the proper structure in place. They still have some map policy issues, but also getting the marketing strategy where we're, we're efficiently firing up and down that entire funnel. 
So that's an example. And then I can share like a small business example. What was uh, the name of that brand again? The two, uh, you mentioned this two I was specifically talking about Derma E, but it's part of the Topics brand. So it's one of four brands that we manage for that company. Cool. In, in terms of category, like price point, are they more high-end dermatology, I would think? Uh, or they, mid? We do have a brand that is high-end. We're across the board, but Derma E specifically is mass. So they're at a very competitive price point for natural beauty products to be... You know, your your wife might use them. They're in Whole Foods. You know, my, okay, my wife okay. was using them before we got the brand. And I remember when we pulled the account, she was like, uh, "We have this in the cabinet." I'm like, no, yeah, no. yeah. And Whole, Whole Foods. Interesting point about Whole Foods, and I'm, I'm sure you know this, but I was working with a brand with Devin Booker called Coco Five in the coconut water space, oh, and because cool. they were like in a like a, a very small run of Whole Foods, like in the Midwest, we had a launch in retail in the Southwest. But Amazon did really well because of their Whole Foods connection. I don't know if you've seen that at all, but I was like, oh wow, that's that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Yeah, we have tactics too. We could build audiences off of Whole Foods and Amazon is rolling out updates where like we can get into digital signage and now we can use DSP to kind of merge that in-person shopping experience with the digital experience. And it's it's in beta, it's really early, but they're wow. really yeah. The first we started hearing about it, and it'd be interesting to see how it rolls out. One of my friends from the the Target Ads Group, when I was in New York, they're working on some really interesting in store kind of technology that's DSP backed. Really? Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of that, and how we can kind of aggregate these audiences together. What you're talking about, and I love how you're talking more upper funnel activities, and I really think brands. And a lot of performance digital people are not giving credit where credit's due in terms of lifetime value. And I see way too much last click attribution even still happening, which is complete bullshit. So, you know, we don't need to get into the weeds, you know, of, of digital marketing. But I love how you're thinking about, you know, mid and upper funnel opportunities within Amazon that most people are thinking about kind of return on ad spend kind of, kind of work. To your point, you know, even from the last podcast, I mean, 80 million <laughs> prime members. How many people are in the US? I don't know, 370 million or something. Yeah, so, like, something like that. yeah, exactly. That's insane. And then, how many people use each other's Amazon accounts? So, it could even be higher than that. Who knows? Yeah. But, man, and Amazon, in terms of Amazon Prime now and Whole Foods and the size and scale and opportunities for different audiences and different mid and upper funnel activities. But people need to freaking stop getting into this last click attribution and start understanding that mid and upper funnel activities with companies that have scale and audience and opportunities for targeting within those. I think it sounds like you're you're having a lot of success there. It's probably one of the reasons you've been one of many reasons you've been successful in the channel. We've been really fortunate for the right partners to find us, but I mean you hit it on the head that that full funnel is the name of the game. And Anybody who's in maybe the agency space or making pitches to their CMO to get budgets, you know, tacos is an indicator that's common inside the space. The total advertising cost of sale, your total spend divided by total sales. And a great way to justify that, Amazon compared to other platforms, uh, advertising will influence SEO. So that's why it's important for at the minimum to move your main KPI on the advertising side over to tacos. So that's my case. 
What's what is it? What what is that acronym for? Tacos. Uh, total advertising cost of sale. Like I said, total spend divided by your total sales. The organic and advertising. And there's a major correlation between ad spend and SEO value within Amazon. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we run strategies that are like, how do we gain market share on root keywords? And obviously, like anybody's space, it's a long tail strategy backed by advertising. And then it's just a sales game. Get get the velocity. What percentage of spend for advertising should I be thinking about based on size of brand and size of sales? Uh, that is a fantastic question. Uh, launch brands, uh, less than a year old, 75 to 100% of your sales might come from advertising. This obviously diminishes the more time you'll get more sales, you'll get ranking, so on and so forth. For brands that are, let's just say like mid, like somewhat coming to maturity, I would expect anywhere from 20 to 35% of sales to come from advertising. Uh, and when we're firing on all money, 20% of sales should be coming from advertising. Uh, it's kind of shifting, but I still like to use those for benchmarks. Just like so, so if I'm expecting pretty early brand, I'm like, I think I can do a million bucks on Amazon. I'm spending what to get a million bucks in sales? Uh, if your product costs a dollar, you might be spending anywhere from eight hundred thousand to a million dollars. It's all wow. ratio. You got to think you're competing. Yeah, depends on the market. But if you're coming into uh, aging cream, anti-aging cream, welcome to club everybody in the yeah. beauty. You're competing with mature sellers. You're competing with products that have thousands of reviews. You don't have maturity in the platform. Amazon doesn't even trust you as a seller yet because your account doesn't have any of the health metrics in place. Like you need six months for this stuff to soak in for Amazon to go, okay. I could trust you a little bit. You guys aren't. And it's referred to as the honeymoon period because also your products are kind of ranking all over the place within the category as Amazon is trying to figure out what you sell for and what you don't. Wow. So you want to enter Club Amazon. You got to pay for the table and you got to pay for entry as an early brand. And you should not be expecting any sort of return. This is a get in and prove yourself. And then after you're over that million dollar, $2 million mark, that's when you can start actually seeing margin on what you're selling within... Uh, within before that, for sure. I mean, I'm being conservative, but uh, you, you know, uh, there are companies that are making $30,000 a month that are that are operating profitably. Comes out of the, the type of product, obviously, and, and all that other fun stuff. You're uh, talking, I mean, obviously, such a broad question. I mean, depending yeah, on... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Depending on the what the company is, what the CAC is and all that yeah. stuff, right? So yeah, but to your point, like be prepared to spend heavy early. Yeah, specifically at Amazon. And we recommend a hybrid stroke, you know, to be perfectly honest. Your website, you get retention marketing. You can do email blasts. Like we're getting some of that functionality on Amazon. But like I, outside of advertising, like I can't access your audience pool. I can't do custom emails. Like your website's your mecca, it's your database. So to some degree, it needs to be kind of a tiered strategy. And even somebody who sells Amazon for a living, if I'm outside of MVP and I'm thinking, where am I going to invest my dollars as an early stage company? I'm probably going to invest on the website and social because I can get that user data and I can do what I want with it. Amazon has a lot of restrictions and relying on the platform that does change and makes sweeping changes that affect a lot of accounts. You know, There are some risks that if you're a supplement, if you're a beauty brand, if something changes... If your product gets flagged for a new federal whatever, like they'll just take your product down. Doesn't matter. Two million dollars a month. You got to get this straight before it comes back, and then all that damage. So you know, it's it's a necessary. It's great. And there's a lot of e-commerce that is on there, but people need to be mindful of where where their eggs are and the risk of having it all in the Amazon basket. Great advice. I'm glad we got to have you on because rather than 
getting in the rat race of an RFP with a bunch of Amazon agencies <laughs> and not knowing what's real and what's not. I think we've got a lot of great insights for when we are looking at partnering with the right agency or building it in-house and how we should be approaching the strategy. This is helpful. I mean, <laughs> uh, selfish for me, I'm working on a golf brand right now and uh, we're a big part of our strategy with is within Amazon. So a lot of this was validation for us, which is kind of what we're thinking, uh, but definitely some new nuggets. So this, this was helpful. Appreciate having you on. If people wanted to learn more about you and, and your services and kind of size of brands and things you're looking at, and normally I don't give plugs like this. I mean, there's a lot of ad tech that wants to come on the show. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Or, and even agencies. But I love having really good agencies on here because we're always looking as either agencies or brands to partner with the best. How do people find you and what's like a good client for you guys right now? Kind of tell us a little bit more about your agency. Absolutely. Well, solid. Thank you for the compliment. That means a lot. Uh, Scott, we work really hard at delivering high quality service. So I'm glad to hear uh, it gets recognized. For us, you know, f- check us out on the website. I'm on LinkedIn, Will Hare, H-A-I-R-E. I post something almost every day about Amazon. I have a news update newsletter that you can subscribe to. And it's all updates right directly from Amazon. And I just give additional context of what it means for sellers. And that goes out bi-weekly. And then we have some long form content that goes out once a month. And it talks about major e-commerce trends and how it impacts brands on Amazon and Walmart. Those are kind of our two, two powerhouses. Uh, and outside of that, a brand, you know, if you're a brand and you hit some level of stagnation in sales, you're doing at least a half a million dollars a year on the platform and you're trying to figure out how do I get to a million? Or if you're doing a couple million, it's how do I get to five or six or even 12, 20 million? We can help you. We have different strategies and we'd love to talk about, you know, how our methodology works and if it's a good fit for your business model. Love it. Well, thanks again, Will, for coming on. We're going to end it. That was, that was dope. Uh, appreciate Will Hare, co-founder and CEO of Bellavix for joining us. Again, if you want to contact Will, LinkedIn profile is going to be a show note. Sounds like he's got some great content on LinkedIn or bellavix.com. So that's it. One show note thing I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to the podcast, head over to rebrandpod.com. We'll have all the summaries and all the episodes and all the info of our guests. We're going to do it all for you. A little cheat sheet for you. Just go to the website. I think I might take the cheat sheet to the next level where we take like the top two insights from each show. And we're just going to give you the cheat sheet. I'm a, I'm a big cheat sheet guy. So you can also subscribe. We just hit almost 4,000 subscribers last week and we're super young. I'm really proud of that number. That's what it is really about is are we building a community of marketers and are we learning? So that's that's the KPI I'm looking for is subscribers. So if, if this is adding value to your life and making you better at uh, the world of marketing, uh, please subscribe. Of course, you can always reach out on social. We're on all the shit. I'm not going to go through it. Um, you can find me at Scott Harkey on pretty much anything. Twitter, I guess I'm, I'm a little different. It's Sharky AZ. Reach out, connect. Love. Again, we're building that community of marketers. If you haven't subscribed, you want daily stream. Again, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And uh, we'll be right back in the business feed. It makes it easy. You can, you can have lots of subscribers on all the shit you care about. So I've gone into that before. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, next time, remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 